Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Actor, writer, producer Tom Malloy has most recently produced Screamers, a docu-horror, and has twice been called the best found footage movie ever, as well as Hero of the Underworld, starring Tom Malloy, Nicole Fox, and Quentin Aaron on Hulu and VOD Everywhere, and Fairhaven, which was in theaters earlier this year, and is now on Showtime, as well as the teen drama Ashley. Malloy's unique ability to both write projects and raise the funding for them has been a primary factor in his successes. Malloy shares his expertise on the subject in his best-selling book about independent film financing, Bankroll, which is now in its second edition and is considered the gold standard of indie film financing. In 2014, he partnered with distribution expert Jason Brubaker to create the Film Finance Guide. In 2016, Malloy partnered with Wall Street broker Brian Glass to create Glass House Distribution, distribution and sales company whose motto of transparency has already caused the company to grow and thrive. And Carol, I understand Tom teaches the intentional filmmaking class how to raise money for film, and he's a donor to the Roy Dean Film Grants as well, right? He donates his time to helping independent documentary and feature filmmakers fund their films. And Tom teaches film funding in the intentional filmmaking class. And thank you, Tom, so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, happy as always to, to be here. Well, let's get started. I want to know, you've been in the business for a while, and you must have seen yeah. many changes in distribution since you you started producing, writing, and funding your own films. So tell us what some of these changes are that you've watched. Well, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things, um, you know, the big, I'd say the, the single biggest change was the, the advent of VOD over DVD. I mean, like DVD is becoming almost a forgotten medium at this point, you know, and it used to be, um, at least when I started, that was like, your, you know, 90% of your revenue was from your DVD sales. And uh, so at that point, movies could be financed for a lot more because they could make a lot more. And nowadays with VOD and while there's a ton of streaming outlets, um, you almost have to have the mindset of you make a little bit off of a lot of outlets um, versus um, a little bit of a bunch of outlets versus making one big, you know, splash in say the DVD world or something like that. So it's now changed and there's, it's spread out and it's different, but it, it's evolving. Well, uh, what if you think is, uh, where is it going? What do you see happening? Do you see any future trends starting? Well, yeah, you know, I think that the key is in some ways there's this bigger rift between the major studio blockbuster films and the independent films. And there used to be not as much of a rift. It used to be, um, you know, you could make an independent film up to $10 million budget, and that was okay because you could make that back. Um, nowadays, that would be, you'd be crazy to make a movie, you know, even over three, $4 million um, unless you had some A-list cast attached to it, you know. So the the, the key, I think, is, um, you've got to, you know, you have to make more with less, and then um, you have to use, make advantage, take advantage of the technology that's available, which is great. 
Um, that's a good thing. And actors who want to work and try to make movies that look, you know, exponentially more than they cost. Right. Well, that's a good producer, isn't it? Someone yeah. who can yeah. double or triple their budget on the screen. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think are the benefits of the traditional distribution in today's film world? Well, you know, a lot of see there, there's a thing out there, um, and kind of maybe I don't know if it's a trend or if it's just a an option. I would say that filmmakers could kind of now put their work on outlets such as Amazon and iTunes directly, um, and then there's even services like um, Distriber and uh, Premier Digital that where you could pay to to have those, you know, your film aggregated to those outlets, um, but you know. What it what it's missing, I think, is a couple things. One is that, you know, like for for example, my company, and we're just one of the many companies that sell to foreign territories, and so that you you wouldn't have any foreign sales on your title um, if you did it your own if yourself. Um, and the other thing is, if the distribution company is going to distribute in the U.S., then they're usually hopefully going to put marketing dollars behind it, and they'll have relationships to get it, you know, better placement. Um, so not all, like, VOD is kind of created equal. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to self-distribute, you better have a huge list of people that you know will guarantee to go for the film. You know, it's huge social media, uh, maybe a huge following, all of that. Uh, and then potentially you can do it yourself. But at the end of the day, I think that relationships and ability to distribute and market um, wins out, in my opinion. I'd still rather have a traditional distributor that's going to, you know, choose my film it's almost like uh, book publishing um in a way when you have a big machine behind you then you can get it into more outlets now i've seen many people be successful self-publishing a book and that's okay but they've had to work really hard at it you know it's like so it comes down to you do do you want to do the work or you want to let a company that uh, that'll do the work for you you know exactly well give us an idea of what a good distribution deal would be you just mentioned that you expect them to put some money in and start marketing it for you what would you want in a good deal yeah well you know there's years ago there were bigger mgs which would be a minimum guarantee which would be money up front that they give you uh, to acquire your film um as opposed by the way uh, to a buyout which would be where it's acquired for a certain amount of money, and then you get, you've kind of signed away all rights to it. Um, but if they give you a certain MG, that's one thing, and those they're, they're going away. I mean, they're shrinking, and they're less and less. But if I didn't have an MG, like if I was trying to sell a film and they didn't give me a, a cash offer, um, uh, you know, MG up front, I would want to make sure that they, in the contract, had an allocation of certain, certain marketing money there. So that they, we knew that they were going to spend X amount of dollars marketing it and, um, you know, some guarantees that they're going to put it into, you know, theaters or they're going to put it in the VOD or whatever, whatever they're going to do. There's some guarantees contractually so that you know that they're not just going to take it. And there's, cause there's a lot of people out there that just want to sign movies, sign movies, sign movies and, and uh, throw mud up against the wall and see what sells. But you got to watch out for that. So, you know, one of the things I tell filmmakers is if you're going to sign with a distributor, you should go not ask the distributor uh, for some recommendations, but kind of just go on IMDb, see what the distributor has distributed and just kind of call some of those filmmakers from past films and ask, what, did, what was your experience? And they'll be happy to tell you, uh, especially if it's negative. Um, they'll be happy to tell you one way or the other what they thought of that uh, company. 
Yes, that's really important to get personal yeah. uh, reviews back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you you would be looking for them uh, to spend money on the marketing, and and you would be looking at the past, the history, uh, if the people that worked with them before had done well. Well, one of the complaints I've heard from filmmakers is that. They got a good deal, even some of the times with uh, Sony Classics or some of the other good distributors, but they didn't make any money because the theaters they used were not in the location where the uh, people, where the type of people lived. For example, you know, a film that would be for students might be down in Downey, but it wouldn't be in West L.A. where the the colleges are, right? Yeah. So how how do you know where they're going to distribute it? Well, yeah, that's the key. I mean, that's a that's a, a problem, and you got to make sure that you you talk to them and you try to figure that out beforehand. Because a lot of times they'll say, "Oh, yeah, we'll put it in theaters," and then it'll be a a couple of art house theaters here and there, which may not be the right place for your film. You know, so I think that there's a, there's somewhat of an issue with the independent films automatically going to the art house theaters. Uh, because that's not the theaters that people go to on a regular basis. That's for a certain specific audience. But you nailed it on the, you know, I was saying, imagine if you spent $25,000 and you put it into two or three theaters and to get an audience there. And then, um, you know, it it didn't make any money. Um, And I was recently talking to a distributor and he was saying, what if you put that 25,000 into Facebook ads? Imagine how much more money you would uh, get from, you know, the direct click, direct trailer plays that are going to click right through to the VOD. So what, what's more in the long run? But theatrical has always kind of had that ego thing just for people to say, you know, my film was in theater. So <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big thing, and it's a prestige for filmmakers. So they got to weigh it against what do they want, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I never thought yeah. about that, putting the money into advertising where – on Facebook where you can see the trailer and then click right into the VOD. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Like it's much, I mean, imagine using that money that you're going to do theatrical that may be wasted money versus running ads, you know? Oh yeah. We would see, they would see some definitely be able to track their return so quickly that yeah. even if they put uh, 5,000 out to see what the return was they'd know how yeah. much more to spend. That's terrific, Tom. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Well, tell us how, um, how filmmakers find distributors because um, we everybody wants to know what. First of all, they everybody goes out to the festivals and they think that they're going to get distributed, but many times they don't. So, what's the next step? Well, you know, like I'll, I'll be in Toronto uh, tomorrow for the the film festival slash market and. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a good one as far as festivals go that it's starting to be – you want to look for the festivals that are the markets as well. You know, and the main three that I'm talking about are the American Film Market, which has the AFI Festival, and then the Cannes uh, Film Market, which um, also the Cannes Film Festival, and then the Berlin um, – uh, the European Film Market. And so those markets are re- re- really where you want to go as a filmmaker and start making distributor relationships. You know, it's not – it's not an unpenetrable wall at all in, in any way, shape or form. Like there are people that are acquisitions people for companies. And the only wall you'll run into is maybe they see your trailer and they say it's not good enough or, you know, it's 
it doesn't have the names that we're looking for. But other than that, I mean, there's so many of them. That's their job is to watch their, your movie and hopefully find that diamond in the rough. And uh, so they're out there and they're accessible. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, and I'm saying this because I know there's people out there that feel like either they can't find it or they got to pay somebody to find distributors for them. And that's just not the case. You know, you got to, okay, it's very simple to buy a badge to AFM, kind of walk around and meet, walk in and introduce yourself and get the business cards of the acquisitions people and then send them your movie. Get the business cards and then send them your movie. Of course, why not? I mean, the worst case is they just throw it away, but you might have a winner there. Yeah. And if you met them at AFM and you introduced yourself and you were friendly and all that, I I guarantee they'll at least watch your trailer. You know, I can't imagine them not even doing that. You know, so you can go there and walk away with 50 potential distributor leads. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of them says yes. Of course. That sounds really good. Well, um, now you've been to you go to AFM every year. It's like a religion with you. You're there <laughs> constantly. You yeah. and uh, and can you're there every this, year, this, right? This is my twelfth year at AFM in a row. And can uh-huh. this this year was number five for me for can. So twelve fifth can twelfth AFM. So yeah, I'm there. I'm there a lot. <laughs> yeah. And that's wonderful because that's how is that partially how you've been able to make so many films and get them distributed through the people you've met on your trips. A hundred percent. I mean, I a hundred percent credit that. You know, I, now I own the distribution company, and the past two AFMs were there as a, you know with an office, and we'll be there this year. And then the can we were there with an office, but prior to that, you know, what is that nine AFMs? Um, that I was there as a filmmaker. I'm so sorry because I'm, I'm driving through a storm right now, unfortunately, uh, you know, headed into New York uh-huh. city. And of course it's gotta be, it's, it's like maybe pouring. So I apologize, but I'm getting closer to New York city. So I think the signal should be better. Um, okay. So what I was saying was, um, and you can hear me okay now is okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Um, what I'm saying is that AFM a hundred percent, um, going to AFM and going to Cannes, uh, it has helped my career, and I attribute that uh, definitely to getting deals and selling movies. I mean, I wouldn't be where I was without those two places. And like I said, if, if this year is our, my 12th AFM, it'll be my third as a, as a distributor. We did the past two as a distributor. And then, so that means nine years before I was a filmmaker going there. And all of my sales and my connections have been made through there. Uh, so when you walk in, you kind of see it's, it's like the New York Stock Exchange or the movie business, you know, and you see this is the market of independent films, and this is where if I want to thrive in this business and make money at it, this is where I need to be. Exactly. And you keep all those names in a database. I heard you say in our intentional filmmaking class one day how important that is to keep all those records, right? Oh, gosh. I have multiple lists here and there. I have Excel files. I have databases. I have stacks of business cards. I have index cards. Um, you know, it's so tough to uh, type things in when you're taking meetings. So, like, the new thing we've been all doing is taking business cards and you have a small notebook and you staple it to the notebook and then you take notes on that page so that you can make notes of that person. And then, you know, uh, this year at Can we had a card scanner, so they are immediately into an Excel file once we were there. You know, you just had to go in and make little corrections. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's lists. Or, you know, that's, if you want my secret to success, it's making lists and following up on those lists. 
Wonderful. Now, tell me about this card scanner. In other words, somebody gives you a, a business card, and you have, a, uh, is it an app on your phone or what? Yeah, it's an app. I believe it's called CamCard, C-A-M-C-A-R-D. And you take a picture of the card, and it basically scans it in and, and populates these fields. And, you know, especially when you're dealing with foreign uh, entities, you got to sometimes go in and change things, you know, it spells things wrong. But that's fine. At least you're going to have it, you know. 90% accurate, you, you, you fix all that stuff, and then boom, it's in the database, and you can export it as an Excel file. So, yeah, that's what we did with all our connections in camp. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> okay, I yeah. know the filmmakers are going to love that one. Um, sure. And now you say you're going to Toronto this year. Will that be, are you looking for product? I am. I'm looking to acquire movies for my uh, distribution company, but then also looking all of our films that uh, we, I think we have 16 movies now that I've acquired. And, and these are none of the films that I produced. You know, the, the, um, I make that distinction, at least uh, up to this point, uh, Glasshouse Distribution, I don't sell anything that I produce. So it's kind of not a conflict of interest. I mean, we sell uh, other people's movies. And so uh, I'll be, I have uh, those movies and I'll have our catalog and there's buyers there. I mean, you know, I got the Toronto list and I think there was like a thousand buyers attending. So I'll try to, you know, I have about say, seven or eight meetings set up with buyers and so far, and uh, there's, you know, people walking around, and so hopefully get some action on the films that we already have. Oh, this is great. And you have 16. Are they mostly features? Oh, yeah, uh, mostly features. We have two documentaries, and, um, you know, one is really a feature-slash-TV series um, called Dropping the Soap. It's, a, it's kind of behind the soap opera. Uh, behind-the-scenes soap opera, uh, and it was a uh, a web series in the States, but it's internationally, it's a movie. And we just got an Emmy nomination for Jane Lynch, who's the star of the uh, of the show, so she's, uh, we got a Best Actress nomination for a web series, so that's great. It's a, you know, she wins the Emmy, uh, that'll even give us more pop on the title. Oh, won't that be nice? That'd be great. Yeah. So now, so let's start with Docs. What do you look for uh, for a documentary that you want to distribute, can you give us some ideas? Yeah, it, for for me, the documentary has to be something compelling and exciting, um, you know, or or something where there's passion just from watching the trailer. Um, that would be the thing. You know, the the thing I run into sometimes with documentaries is that um, there's nothing in the trailer that makes me go, "Oh my God, I got to see that," you know. Versus a feature, uh-huh. a lot of times you can watch the trailer and say, I've got to see that. So if you could do the, I've seen the documentary trailers where I've seen the trailer and go, oh, wow, I've, I've definitely got to check this out. This would be really cool. And when I see that, that's when I know, because that's how you're going to get the buyer's hook. You know, it, it, you get them to watch your movie by two things, artwork and trailer. And, you know, we make a lot of those in-house uh, for our films. Um, but, you know, if, if somebody could show me a documentary trailer that is super compelling, well, then, yeah, we can sell that. Exactly. So you get people to see the films by the artwork and the trailer. So to you, those are the two most important items. Yes, That's your yeah. sales and, you know, and the, tools. A hundred percent. And then it comes down to them watching the movie, you know, and so the movie's got to hold up. But um, I've had deals made just off of the trailers, which is cool. You know, somebody watched the trailer and go, that, yeah, this is this looks like what we're looking for, and then they'll – make a deal right there, especially China. I got, you know, uh, I think we sold four movies in Cannes to China and none of them were watched. <laughs> they were just all, they were all just off the trailer. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
Yes. They knew their market that well. Exactly, exactly. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, all right. Now, what would you? What are you looking for in a feature? I would say for a feature, it's a little bit different um, because the, the first thing we look for is names, uh, you know, famous faces and names. And the bigger the names, the better. Um, so that's, that's like the first thing because in a, for, in a foreign market, so much is based on star names. So that's the number one priority. You know, when you bring me a, a drama with no names in it, it better have won awards at, you know, 10 festivals because we probably won't look at it um, because it's so tough to sell, you know, and it's like, we, if we can't sell it, I don't want to take your movie. It may be a, you know, a great movie, but I can't, you know, the buyers won't even look at it. They won't even consider it. So the first thing we look for is names. And I tell filmmakers that all the time, like, you know, if you have a budget, you know, just try to get one name to come in. Um, that just happened with a friend of mine who did a movie for 75 grand and he allocated 10 grand for a, a star to come there uh, for one day. <laughs> and she was in the movie and she's, we're selling the movie based on her face on the poster, you know, so uh, names are big. And for that, then the, failing any names, then you got to have laurels, you know, which is festival awards or, or festival um, acceptances. So you, those two things are super important. And then uh, if it's got none of those, then it should be a genre. It should be action or sci-fi or horror. Um, if it's a comedy or a drama and it's got no, awards at festivals and it's got no name it's going to be tough to sell it no matter who you go to and how about sci-fi is that hot right now or is that something that's always hot yeah it's it's any of those you know sci-fi has a little advantage because it's not as saturated as horror is um but any of those genre films sell because they can play internationally you know i mean as you know <laughs> i'm a huge horror fan and so i love watching horror movies I've never, you know, I, I've never looked at it and go, oh, this one's from this country. I just go, oh, this looks scary. So I'm happy to watch something that Korea or from uh, Spain or whatever because I, it, that's the way it is with scary movies. So genre movies get away with a lot more sales because they play in different, you know, um, in different territories versus, you know, maybe a comedy, even with some names in it. The, the humor's not the same across the boards, obviously, you know, countrywide. So um, you're always safer with genre films. You're safer with genre films, right? Because I love yeah. British uh, films, but I don't always understand their comedies. So I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's all... yeah, exactly. It's all yeah. It, you watch it, you go, wait, is this person funny? Yeah, it's, it's very subjective. Right. Well, listen, I know you're a talented writer, and uh, tell me, how many films have you written, and how many have you sold? What's going on at that part of your life? Well, you know, as far as screenplays go, I've been um, I've I've been lucky enough to sell, you know, over I think it was like twenty three or twenty four. I've had either it's been optioned, sold, or made into film. Um, wow, so that's pretty great. Yeah, you know, and I did a lot of like writing for uh, polishing for scripts for projects, and um, so you know, I've been lucky enough there. And, and right now, I've just uh, co-wrote a script. That is a scary kind of, uh, well, an edgy, I'd say, thriller that we're shooting in November. And uh, I have a, a screenplay that's being turned into a graphic novel that would probably be ready, I'd say, January or February of next year. But it's, you know, the pages come to me every month or so. I get a couple more pages. And so, uh, you know, but it's all my writing, but then it's being illustrated now. So those are, on the writing front, that's what I'm working on. 
Oh, this sounds wonderful. But, Dad, you have a phenomenal success rate with your writing. Uh, so it's it's amazing. But tell me something now. So you you are co you co-wrote something, and that's being produced. And you're also producing, and are you acting in this in November? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm producing and acting, and it's a small film we're doing um, kind of like as a fun acting exercise. We have a bunch of actor friends that got together that all have a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of celebrity and have been in a ton of movies, and we're just kind of putting this together um based on, you know, what I was I, I was able to do with my last movie, Screamers, and so we're doing this, a similar movie, and uh, it should be pretty fun. I don't want to give the details yet, but uh, let's just say it's a very edgy thriller. Oh, good, because I remember one day you put something out on Facebook and said, I want to make a movie. Who's in? Who wants to make a movie with me? <laughs> yeah. Is that where yeah. you got your friends to, to co-produce this and write but it? It's, it's funny. Twice I've done that. I did that for Screamers when I, when I first I had I wasn't even thinking about a horror movie, and I just was at a, a haunted hayride with my daughter, who's a big horror fan, and I just got this feeling that I wanted to make a scary movie, and I I posted, you know, I want to make another scary movie, you know, who's in? And I mean, God, I had probably had 400 people commenting on that, and uh, <laughs> you know, within within a month I had the financing, and within two months within two months we were shooting, um, so there no within three months, excuse me, because that was October. We got the finance to get AFM in November, and we were shooting in February, so that's how quick that happened. Um, but, yeah, just recently I said uh, – I posted something about wanting to get creative and make something again because I was doing too much selling. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, and then that's where that came from. So there's, there's, that's the one that we're doing in uh, November. Oh, that is fabulous. That's great news. Now tell me, what is this other thing that uh, you're uh, working on where you get the pages weekly? Explain that well, one. Well, this is, you know, I'm getting pages um, from this guy probably monthly, I would say. He's a, a well-known graphic uh, artist, and we met in Comic-Con San Diego. And I just had a screenplay where I thought, man, this would work so well as a graphic novel, you know, basically, which is basically a comic book, but in book form. And um, he's illustrating it, and, you know, I, I get to see my kind of work come alive in that regard. You know, by every, like I said, every month I get a couple more pages until we're going to be done with it. So uh, I'm excited to see where it turns out. But then we'll we'll put it out there as a graphic novel slash comic book. And, you know, that's where things like True Blood uh, was started first. Um, the Walking Dead started as a graphic novel. Uh, Watchmen, you know, these are, there's a lot of projects that start from there. So for me, I just want another, you know, I want a, I want a comic book slash graphic novel with my name as author. So that was my motivation there. Whoa. I yeah. can't wait to see that. That's going to be wonderful oh, now. Cool, cool. And and where do you go for a publisher? You have to go to Doubleday or somebody outside of Michael Weesey's world? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would. I think there's there's certain um, different publishers for that genre. Uh, Diamond, is, I think, is the main publisher there. But, you know, it's one of these things where I'll kind of cross that bridge when I come to it. You know, I have some literary agent connections too that could potentially sell it that way but i'm just kind of jumping in the pool and seeing where i go with it just because i know it'll be a good i know the material and the comic book will look great would you want to make this into a movie yes yeah and funny enough at at different points i've had it um potentially almost set up um i almost had it set up with lakeshore which would have been great uh at one point but then they had a similar type film uh not do well at the box office but um that would be the goal because it's almost like when you have a graphic novel or a comic book, it's almost like you're handing somebody a storyboard to your movie, you know, so then they can really visualize it. 
and I just felt that this screenplay needed to be visualized in that way. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get it financed after we, uh, after the novel's done. Oh, yes. Good luck on that. Sounds like it. All right. Well, um, just tell us what's going on. You are still available to work as a producer. Do you have time to work as a producer for people with their films? Well, sometimes, you know, it depends on the project and the timing is the key. You know, it's like um, if it was, you know, last year I produced a movie in December called In Vino that we have, uh, you know, happy to say we have four offers on the table right now. Uh, for that movie, so that's great, um, and it was just worked out, you know, it was a timing kind of thing, and, uh, but AFM in November is always, you know, a horrible time for me, usually October is pretty tough, too, because I'm getting ready for AFM, and so it, this just happened that it was December, and so it was great, I had the time, and we were able to do it, so it's, it's always a timing thing with that, um, you know, but uh, look, and I, I love making movies, and I like, and I like helping people, too, so it always depends on what time of year it is, and, you know, and and uh, what's going on with other projects. So it's uh, the answer is, I guess, a, depending on the time, it could be definitely a yes. Okay. And tell us how people can reach you, uh, particularly those people who have product that they want to get distributed. How do they reach you, Tom? Uh, you can go to um, the distribution website. is called glasshousedistribution.com. And you can go there, and uh, you can send an email there, and that goes to Michelle, who uh, works with us, um, she's one of the two acquisitions people that I have, um, the two acquisitions and sales people that I have, um, Michelle Alexandria, the other guy's Rob Deej, and they're both great. And, uh, you know, that's how we kind of then we'll uh, take a look at the film from there. But, yeah, we welcome any uh, submissions. But, um, yeah, you can reach me there or, you know, at, at uh, TomMalloy.com. I have the, the, my movie Screamers that you mentioned at the beginning. We just signed a deal with Epic Pictures. And that comes out to theaters in November. So they're going to start it small, and hopefully we build and catch on. Epic pictures. Congratulations. And it comes out in what month? September? Uh, November. 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 Oh, just yeah. in time for Halloween. That'll be terrific. Yeah, exactly. yeah we're hoping and it's right after like, the, the major studio Halloween movies come out. Then we'll hopefully fit in right after when people are kind of still want the scary movies. And then there we go. <laughs> And this is within one year, because you were on the hayride with your daughter a year ago, right? No, no, that was the year before, yeah, because it was like last uh, year we were, two we years. shot it last year, yeah, exactly, we shot it last year, we were producing it, and, you know, and, and finalizing it and everything, and we really didn't even finish the editing until early this year, and so, yeah, <laughs> there you go. But isn't that, that is a feat to do it in two years, from conception to um, opening night? Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, thank you. You know, I think so. It, 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 look, it, I've gotten to the point where I have enough distributor contacts that I know how to make a film that I feel like I could have sold it even quicker, um, but we wanted to wait for the right deal. And we feel like uh, Epic Pictures, who owns uh, Dread Central, which is a huge, probably the, the biggest horror website, um, they, they were just perfect for us, and we like them as a company, and uh, so we, we, got, we feel like we got the right deal. Wonderful. Okay, Tom, thank you so much. This has been such a great interview. I really appreciate your time and your information. So what can you tell filmmakers who are out there struggling to get their films made? Well, that's, you know, there's a long answer there, you know, and I I, I try to keep it as specific as possible. Um, I would say, you know, the smartest, quickest way is to partner with someone who knows what they're doing. I hate to say it in that regard, you know, after I just sat on the, you know, the interview here and said 
that I'm I'm not available all the time, but it's it's not you know there's there's there's, there's a lot of me out there. So there's a lot of other producers. So find somebody that's done this before and try to partner with them and get them excited about your film because there's certain things like I feel, I mean, I think this is my 15th movie that I'm producing coming up. And I mean, I look at the path I took that was all zigzaggy and crazy. And it's like, if I had, you know, known what I didn't know then it'd be such a much more straighter line. So partner with somebody that can put you in that straight line. And before you know it, you'll be doing it uh, just as good as everybody else. Sounds great, Tom. All right. I look forward uh, to seeing you soon. We're going to be teaching the intentional filmmaking class in late September. Yes. Oh, I always love doing that class. It's it's so great that when we get the emails from the filmmakers afterwards and uh, how they're moving forward with their projects, we just got one. And, you know, and I love that. Uh, It makes me feel like I'm giving back and uh, we're accomplishing something. Carol, I'd like to ask you, um, if you don't mind, would you please share uh, for our listeners how they can – reach you if they're interested in this class? Oh, thank you very much. You, all you have to do is call from the Heart Productions, uh, 805-984-0098, talk to Carol, uh, or you can go online at fromtheheartproductions.com and check out uh, mentoring classes. Go to the Intentional Filmmaking class and read about it, and then you can email if you need more information. But we've been doing this for five years now, Tom. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I didn't. I would not have guessed that at all. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. It's yeah. it's wonderful and we've helped make a lot of films that Fairhaven came out of our class and a lot of filmmakers have been successful afterwards. Yeah, yeah I just Thank got you, a uh, email that uh, I got an email that that Fairhaven which was got one of the people in our first class and then you know she directed I produced it um is still playing on Showtime. So I just got an email somebody just said, "Hey, you you know, it's on Showtime right now." So it's still playing apparently. So it's great. Oh my gosh, this is good yeah. news. And she's now a full-fledged filmmaker where she was uh, I yep. want to be. I have a script. What do I do? When she joined the yep. class, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, she's out there. Again. She's got. I know she's got a TV show in development, and then she's got a movie that she's going forward with uh, right now. So it's great. Oh, TV show in development too. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, and thank you so much for your kindness, Tom. We appreciate oh, it. Ha- happy to talk anytime. Okay, Carol. All right. Take talk to you all. Take too. care. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Claire. Thank you Thank so much. You, I forgot about the filmmaking class. You're so sweet. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> All right. Be well, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer, legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. 
That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Big chicken sandwich combo with double chicken, double cheese, and bacon, plus curly fries and a drink for just three ninety nine. Thank you for driving through my wall to get it to me. That's what I do. Craven. Only a Jack in the Box. Small fries and small drink. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Try my really big chicken sandwich combo with double chicken, double cheese, and bacon, plus curly fries and a drink for just $3.99. Thank you for driving through my wall to get it to me. That's what I do. Only a Jack in the Box. Small fries and small drink. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.